This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast designed and produced specifically for Florida small business owners and entrepreneurs. Small Biz Florida, talk that works for Florida. This podcast is supported by the Florida SBDC Network, providing the tools, strategies, and expertise to help Florida's business community thrive. Visit the Florida SBDC online at www.floridasbdc.org or contact your local office and get started on your path to success today. This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast and broadcast that's all things business across the state of Florida. And uh, if you've been tuning in lately, you know that Small Biz Florida is on the road again. Uh, we are uh, attending, working, covering uh, the annual Flagle Conference. That's the Florida Association of Government Guaranteed Lenders. Um, record crowd here, 450 folks here at the JW Marriott in Orlando. Um, the conversation is all about how to help small business owners uh, gain access to capital so that they can start, grow, and expand their businesses. And we have an absolute expert with us right now, somebody who can talk directly to SBA lending. Uh, we've got Mr. Ray Drew, who is a top producing SBA 7A lender and host of the number one podcast in SBA lending. Uh, Ray, welcome to Small Biz Florida. This, this, nothing new to you, huh? Thanks for having me. Just another day at the <laughs> office. <laughs> right. Um, so, Ray, let's, uh, as we do with everyone, let's just start with a little bit of your background pathway to uh, the company that you work for, which is Fundex, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah. So talk a little bit about uh, how you got to Fundex. Well, you know, I've been on the front lines of small business lending for 12 years now. It's something I've done since I was 22. And it's, I can honestly say it's my only skill in life. And <laughs> I love it, uh, which is the good news. So I ended up coming to a non-bank lender maybe about eight years ago. It was a complete startup. And in our world, you know, when you think about going to get an SBA loan, you can go to any bank, any credit union. But then there's also these 14 non-bank licenses. So I ended up working for one and I learned what that was all about. And we ended up ramping it up to a top 10 lender in the country. And then once we did that, I realized, you know, I now work at a large company and I like building things. So that's when I found Fundex, where I am now. It was also in their first year as a non-bank lender. They had just acquired one of those 14 licenses. And we've been building it up every, ever since then. We're in year four. And we're, as of August of this fiscal year, we're the number, I want to say 34, we'll say top 40, just to be safe, out of 1,500 SBA 7A lenders. Wow. And uh, before we went on, we kind of were talking about uh, your specialty. You said you do an awful lot of lending for, for acquisitions through the 7A product? Yeah, it's really booming right now. You know, they're calling it the silver tsunami. I don't know if you've heard this, yeah, but... Uh, we, I think we did an interview earlier uh, with a business broker, and he kind of alluded... Really? Yeah, kind of alluded to the fact that we got a lot of folks um, looking for buyers and, and looking to retire. Right, yeah. And I, I mean, in Florida, there's hundreds if not probably hundreds of baby boomers. I know it's 10,000 a, a, a day nationally retiring and a lot of them own businesses. And, and what we're seeing is their children, often millennials, they have no interest taking over the family business. These are often blue collar, the trades, things like right. that. And it's trillions of dollars worth of businesses and they're having to be sold into the open market. And then there's people on the other side sitting, whether it's in their corporate job or maybe they were at a startup, but they want to, become their own boss. And buying a business versus starting a business kind of is a shortcut 
And the SBA 7A program is the primary way to finance that. Wow. Take us through the steps. Take us to uh, give us a scenario of, of how this process works uh, from someone contacting you saying, look, I found a business to, to closing the deal. How does it kind of look like? What's it look like? How does it work? Well, it, 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 uh, you know, the interesting part about buying a business, it kind of is still the wild, wild west. Like you think about going to buy real estate, it's sort of like a set process. It's very similar. With buying a business, you're dealing with like the business broker you had your, on your show, there's a bunch of different business brokers that come in all shapes and sizes. And there's also some business owners that will list their businesses direct. So the process is totally inconsistent from just the buying standpoint. Right. But you pretty much start with finding a business you like, looking at some numbers, figuring out, can I see myself working in this business, running this business? And you put together an LOI or a letter of intent. You need good legal counsel, and that's probably a good place to start. Then you come to a lender. Um, you know, maybe even before that point, just to make sure you've got your finances kind of lined up. But a lot of the financing's on the business. So the way we do it on the 7A side, it's cash flow focused based on the seller's business tax returns. So the way we run it at Fundex, it's a three-step process. It does take about 60 to 90 days, but you start with a pre-approval, make sure, hey, this is something that we can finance. Here's what the structure is going to look like. Are you on board? Yes. Let's move to the next step, which is final underwriting, getting that commitment letter, and then you're headed to closing, which is just a lot of paper chasing. Right. Talk about the, uh, you know, when one buys a business, uh, and you mentioned, you know, folks coming out of corporate America, you know, a lot of folks, you know, while they may be somewhat business savvy, they understand elements of business, jumping from corporate into running the day-to-day operations and, and kind of being responsible for all those moving parts in a small business can be a little challenging. Um, what does the due diligence look like for someone who doesn't, who's never really owned and operated a business before? I mean, they've really got to be a little careful with this. They've got to understand, you know, was the business making money? You know, what's the value of this business? Talk about those components that, that someone's really got to look at in that, in that due diligence period. The due diligence, the due diligence is uh, extremely important. I mean, <clears throat> while there is huge upside potential in, in buying a business. It's already cash flowing. It's already existing. It's already profitable. And then you, you know, if you find a business that suits your skills, that is poised for growth, you can, you know, the sky's the limit. Now the, the off the, the other side of that is the risk. You have to be the one to run the business. And just because it was successful under the seller doesn't mean it's going to be successful under you. Now these businesses might not be in an industry, you know, inside and out, and that's a risk. And so you probably, if you're in corporate America, you probably have skills such as managing a P&L or a budget, managing people, having direct reports. That's all going to translate over to a business, but that industry knowledge is not. And so having a cooperative seller that's going to set you up for success is really important. And the seller note component of the transaction is one of the most important pieces because there's going to be a transition that's going to be three, six, 12 months after closing. Uh, And with SBA, it can't be more than 12 months. But that seller note is what keeps the seller's feet to the fire post-close to make sure they're there to help you and assist you. Aside from that, mostly the financial due diligence, and then you're looking at a lot of different um, qualitative features like customer concentration, um, supplier risk, um, is the business a need business versus a want business, things like that. Right. What? Um, talk to me a little bit about um, uh, your podcast. I mean, do you... 
you know, you're, you are, uh, you're talking about SBA lending on the podcast. How does one, uh, what are your subjects? What are your topics on that podcast? So I started a podcast called the art of SBA lending, uh, 2019, it was actually, I was meaning to do it for about a year. It was on my to-do list because I was looking for the content. This is for SBA lenders to go listen to. This is, hey, you know, what are the best practices? And interviews with the SBA industry's top talent, directors of shops, top producing business development officers. I was looking for that type of content. It didn't exist, so I made it. Now, uh, so the audience is mainly small business lenders. Um, but, you know, what I found was a lot of small business borrowers, potential applicants, people that are running business needing financing, they were, they were searching for this in the podcast app. And my podcast was coming up. So I've closed you know, multiple loans from people reaching out just because my podcast says SBA. So I ended up making a second podcast called Story Loans. And that is one where I interview small business owners who've gone through the SBA process to buy a business. And we can hear their stories. And that's something that now, after I did 12 episodes, I had a baby, and I got a little busy, and I couldn't do two, so I paused that for a little. Well, nice. Well, <laughs> I mean, again, and that's kind of, um, you know, following the same, you know, mission here at Small Biz Florida, trying to make sure that small business owners um, have access to information. Um, you know, every episode may not be... Um, uh, you know, of interest uh, to you, but hopefully somewhere within all this content, there's some value about how to get access to capital, uh, you know, how to, uh, you know, think about buying a business, entrepreneurship through acquisition. And so uh, hopefully that's kind of what we're doing too. We're, we're trying to provide information out there to help small business owners and operators. So how does one, what's your current, are you currently producing the podcast? Uh, Story loans, no. Okay. I, I also have uh, SBA Ray on YouTube. I put out a lot of good videos. That's purely, that's just me talking to the camera, giving you the insider information that you wish you had as you go through that journey of finding a business. So if you go to SBA Ray on YouTube, you can find that. All right. How does one find Ray at uh, Fundex? So you can email me at rdrew at fundexsolutions.com or just go to fundexsolutions.com. You'll see me there. All right. Talk a little bit about uh, one of the things that you see quite often here now, at least for the last couple of years, I've, I've noticed it at the Flagle Conference, a lot of technology uh, in, in lending now. And I, I, I am assuming, um, and you can kind of speak to this, but banks are looking to make the process easier, more efficient uh, for borrowers. Uh, is that a trend that's going on, uh, pl these platforms where you can go online, d submit, download all your information, and, and get an answer on a loan request? Well, yeah, and believe it or not, the SBA is driving it. They want that to happen. And in fact, the SBA said the word silver tsunami, and we need to be ready for it. And But what they're doing is, I mean, you know, they just rolled out sweeping changes to their you know, beloved 7A program that's been around for decades here as a resource of small business owners up to $5 million. And what they've done is they've increased what they call a small loan to 500000 and how you process that small loan. And we just, at Fundex, we just stood up, we're piloting a small loan program for loans that are like 250 to 500, which before we didn't do because it was too small and not profitable right. for the business. Now they have a score. So the first thing we do is we pull the SBSS score, which is the SBA's scoring model, and it's either going to exceed a certain number or it's not. If it does, uh, you're going to have a 48-hour approval right into closing. You're going to cut the process in half. And 
we're seeing a lot more small lending. It's been a mission of theirs for years and years, and we're finally seeing it come to fruition. And te- technology and data companies like Lumos is, is a big part of that. Well, I, you know, I said into the opening session here at Flagle and the uh, deputy administrator, I think, his title, uh, spoke about how SBA was updating their technology. And it was all about helping small business owners get more efficient and easier access to this capital. Well, but when I first came into SBA, and, you know, there's people who have been doing it a lot longer than me. I've been doing it since 2012. We used to get packages in the mail of tax returns. Okay, this is not, and people right. will tell you even crazier things before, but that's, but just in the 12 years, we, I went from getting packages of tax returns to emails to now there's portals. So we just, we rolled out a portal where it's like, you know, probably if you've gotten a residential mortgage, you're very familiar with portals, but SBA is a little more complicated. It took a little longer for us to get there, but now lenders are starting to come around and pretty much everyone's on board with this technology train now. Nice. All right. Um, Ray, again, thank you uh, for all you're doing for small business owners and operators. Thank you for uh, sharing information and creating, taking the time and, and, and the effort to, to create a podcast to share this information. It is, uh, it is important um, it, it's probably one of the most important issues for small business owners. You've got to have access to capital if you're going to start, grow, and expand. Yeah, and if you and then and succession planning. Um, now with these changes, the buyer can be your employee. There's a way to do that now. So right. if you're if you own a business, you're looking to retire. Your number two employee that's been there by your side is probably a place to look now, and there's a way to do that now. All right, I like it. Uh, It is Ray Drew, who is a top-producing SBA 7A lender and host of the number one podcast in SBA lending uh, with Fundex. Um, Ray, thank you again for your time this morning. Thank you again for all you're doing for small business owners. Thanks, Tom. Uh, And with that, uh, I want to thank you for joining us here on Small Biz Florida. Uh, To stay updated on the latest trends, invaluable resources, and inspiring stories, be sure to subscribe to Small Biz Florida on your favorite podcast platform, including Podbean, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. You can also connect with us on Instagram at Small Biz Florida. Your subscription keeps us at the forefront of the business landscape right here in Florida. Don't miss out. Subscribe today. Uh, I am Tom Kindred. This is Small Biz Florida, and it's all uh, happening here at the uh, Flagle Conference at the JW Marriott. Uh, Stay tuned. More to come. This is Small Biz Florida. This has been Small Biz Florida. Created and produced by the Florida Small Business Development Center at Indian River State College. Your host for Small Biz Florida is Tom Kindred. Partners for Small Biz Florida include WPSL and WSTU and Indian River State College. Named the 2019 winner of the Aspen Prize for Community College Excellence.